Welcome to Chastity's Vibe. I'm Chastity Palmer Davis, and this is a podcast on fibroids. So um, if you are looking to learn about fibroids or you have fibroids and you're trying to figure out what to do, um, I will be able to share some insight. Um, I'm Chastity Palmer Davis, and I have a blog called Glitter Buzz Style and a YouTube channel called Glitter Buzz Info. So um, my podcast is recorded raw on the go. So right now I'm outside. It's sunny and I'm drinking coffee and I have my Yorkie on my lap. And uh, I just like to record things um, as things are happening in my life. And um, fibroids was a topic that I know a lot about because I've had experience dealing with them. And I wanted to just document um my story also in a podcast i've done the documentation of it through my blog and also video um, documentation of my whole um two weeks process of surgery on my youtube channel glitter buzz info so i had fibroids for years i can't even tell you the year that I was diagnosed. I just remember, I'm, I'm 39, just turned 39. I remember having them in my 20s, but it was, um, it wasn't anything that was something that I needed to get removed. It, it wasn't bothering me to a point where I needed to have surgery. So um, I don't even recall the doctors saying I had fibroids, even though they, they have documentation sometime in 2006 that I had fibroids. So I guess when they told me, you know, I was young, not really thinking about it. It wasn't anything severe where they said, oh my gosh, you know, this is your issue and you have to get it removed. And, you know, I was not even thinking about that. And they didn't really make it clear that it was an issue. So, you know, I left the hospital and thinking okay I'm good and um so I I had them inside me for a long time they didn't really cause any issues that I noticed because I had a lot of bleeding that was my natural thing and I just thought it was just okay to have a period for seven days or six days like I thought that was the norm I had terrible cramping where I would get on the floor and just curl up in a fetal position so I again thought that was normal because my mom would share oh when she was you know teen and she would get her menstrual cycle that's what she would do so I'm like okay well this is just protocol of when you have your menstrual cycle didn't think anything of it um so I went on years doing that whole thing and then uh I took birth control, uh, was dating someone, and we still together to this day, and I just was taking birth control, so the birth control actually helped with the bleeding and the cramping, so it really, I guess, diminished the, the fibroids um, and shrunk them, and um, I didn't have any issues for a while. And once I got into my 30s, I would say my mid-30s, I got off of the um, pill. And um, that's when I noticed my body started changing. Um, The heavy bleeding was coming again. The cramps were insane. Like, it was like 
To me, as a person who doesn't have kids, I'm taking it as labor pains because it was so striking, like as if someone was stabbing you in the stomach. That's how it felt. Someone was jabbing you. There was nothing you could do. Going to the bathroom was insane. And when I mean going to the bathroom, I'm talking about number two. It was like sharp pains going to the bathroom and I just associate it with my period. So um, when I've got my um, annual, you know, you, you do your annual, your pap smear, um, they check all the goods down there to make sure you're okay. And um, the, the, they had enlarged and um, it wasn't anything so severe. So the lady's like, do you have kids? You know, you should try to work on having kids. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in my thirties, my mid thirties. And I am still not thinking about children. Like what? Like now I have to think about kids. This is just too much pressure. I mean, this is just overwhelming. My relationship was in like an up and down stage, um, because of mental illness. And, um, it, it, it wasn't the best thing to be talking about um, at that time. So um, I just uh, had to really decide what I was going to do. And um, I just knew at that point these fibroids were just enraging in my stomach. And they became so big that my stomach started to look as if I was pregnant. So... And my stomach started to feel hard as a rock. And the fibroids were like shift in, in my stomach. They were moved from the left, they were moved from the right. Like it, they were actually, I could see it shifting. I could feel them moving. And when I laid down, it was like a big knot. So I'm like, this is, this is just too much. I can't even wear, I'm a petite person. I usually weigh from, and not to brag, but it, it's just what I weigh anywhere from 98 to about 100 to 102 and these things were putting weight on me and you know I knew it was that because I'm so small and this big thing was just in my stomach and it looked like I was pregnant so I couldn't even wear like my fitted little dresses my you know my little fitted little outfits that I like to wear because it would bulge out so much that it just looked ridiculous and um, it was just growing. So I went back to the doctor and they referred me to another um, GYN that dealt with um, surgery and pregnancy and the full, the whole thing that I needed. And they were a lifesaver because I decided that I wanted to get pregnant. Now, years had passed since, you know, that whole scare because I was working on getting pregnant, wasn't working. So I kind of thought that the fibroids were causing it. Went to a fertility specialist and she's like, you have to get that thing out of you. You have to, because you guys have been trying and it has not worked. You have to get it out of you. You have to get it out of you. So I decided to um, go through the surgery. Like when they told me about the surgery, there, there was a lot of surgeries that you can do when it comes to fibroid. You can get a robotic surgery. Um, I think that's when like a robot goes in you and they do the work. And the laroscopy one where they cut, your fibroids are a smaller size that they're able to just cut, cut you and um, 
the decisions are not so bad and the recovery is very shorter because you, you caught them at a period where they're very small or there's the myomectomy where they this is a full surgery so it's similar to a c-section the only thing that's different is you're not having a baby you're just getting your you know the monsters out of your stomach that's what i call them monsters creatures out of your stomach and they do um a bikini cut and some people i know have said they had horizontal cut vertical cut and then the last if that doesn't work for you then the last option is a hysterectomy which means that you know you're not going to have kids after that it's you know it's a wrap it's a wrap for you but that can be a possibility so um i was i I wasn't able to do the robotic. I wasn't able to do the laparoscopy. If I'm saying it wrong, please forgive me. It's early and I need um, a second cup of coffee that I'm about to pour. Um, Then it's the myomectomy. So I was in that third area. And um, once I heard what they were going to do, I was completely freaked out. Now, this was happening in June. July, this whole awareness thing of you got to get them out. You got to get them out. I battled with insurance about the surgery. They're declining it. It's not a, it's not um, a necessity. It's not a, a important. So I worked so hard with my doctors to to really get this surgery done through my insurance, and they were amazing. Um, they were amazing, and. Um, they were able to get it approved just by adding a lot of really detailed information about the symptoms and you know when you when you read the symptoms of it it's deadly you know and um insurance companies aren't approving something that's extremely deadly in a woman is ridiculous to me because you can cause yourself to have a blood transfusion because the fibroids causes for you to lose blood so um it's just something to be aware of if if you are looking into doing it you, you you really have to keep on with your insurance and talk with your doctors and however many doctors you go to i would i would get them all involved because um <coughs> you, you need to be determined to get the surgery um, so it took a little battle with that, <clears throat> felt discouraged and hopeless, but I'm the type of person that doesn't give up. I'll take a break, try again. <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me, that's what I did. I'm about to get a cup of coffee. So, um, like I said, this is recorded raw on the go. So you guys will hear everything. Um, give me one second, get me some coffee. Oh, such a beautiful day. Okay, got my cup, guys. Okay. Um, I am determined when I want to do something, I need to do something, and I figure out a way to get it done. And that's what I did. And uh, my partner was like, oh, this is not going to happen. We're not going to get pregnant. This, 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 this. Thinking of other ideas, like... Oh, my dog is throwing up. This is really happening now. Go ahead. This is live and raw, guys. I I didn't know this was going to happen. I have a new uh, Yorkie. He's about, he just turned four months. 
Oh, you okay, baby? You okay? What happened? Did you put something in your mouth? Let me give you a little treat. Hold on. Um, my partner was just so upset regarding things not getting done. Um, and it was just a nightmare. Um, it was just causing a lot of, um, you know, arguments and, uh, just doubts and just negative thoughts that nothing was going to work and this is not going to work. This is not going to happen. And it's like, listen, I hear what you're saying, you know, but I believe in God. I believe that I am strong enough to, um, get through this and figure out a way. And that's what I did. You know, you, you, you stay negative over there and I, someone has to be positive and thank God I just had that personality to keep positive energy, um, alive. And, um, I was able to handle it because I, I wasn't getting married just to get insurance for this. I wasn't going to get on someone else's insurance. It's it just for me, I wasn't at that stage in my life where it, that decision was going to happen for me. I, I wanted to be able to get it done myself first and, 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 and see if all of my other options would work and that you know moving to that probably would have been the last resort but at least let's try all your options so i did what i had to do i got it done i got it approved um and this is in the summertime <coughs> so um as I'm, I'm going through this, you know, this thing is growing. It's still growing. I changed my diet. Also, I want to say I changed my diet. I really feel that fibroids are cause. Um, this is not like I read research on it. It's just my own belief having to have lived with it. I, I really think that red meats are associated with fibroids. I think what you eat are associated with fibroids. So um, I had stopped red meat back in February of last year because I had rheumatoid arthritis and it helped me completely okay and I noticed that when I would have like a cheat day you know don't get me wrong I you know I may crave like a hamburger or something and I'll eat it and then my wrist would hurt that's how that's how I also knew that the red meat was was bad because I would eat it and right after I would say later on that night, my hand would hurt from my bones, from my RA. So I knew right then and there that red meat was a factor. So the same thing when I would eat red meat, I noticed from um, the fibroids and not just red meat, just just different foods that I would avoid. I would eat things that were really, really light, like fish, you know, salmon, salads, and anything heavy that I ate, it would make the bulge of the fibroids bigger for some reason they feed off of some type of ingredient or food that you you know enjoy so I know I noticed those things about my body um so I you know avoided that again like I said sometimes you know you you you're tempted and you want to taste the food and you you do I mean you're you're normal you're human hey we all do it no no um denying that it's just you can't consistently do that in life because you're going to be destroying your body um, so they approved it. This was in the summer now, and this is August. So my doctor said, being that these, um, surgeries are so, 
um, a lot of women are getting it. They're, they're, you know, it's a process. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to book it tomorrow and then we're going to go. So it, it was like a month process. So I said before, before actually, before we actually knew that insurance was approved, like we knew it was a possibility it was going to get approved. Oh, I think it was approved. I can't, I can't really remember exactly, but I told her, I said, well, let's just book the surgery, the surgery. Um, let's just book it. So whatever happens, if it works out, at least I know I have a date. So this was in August. <clears throat> the only date that was available from August. Now this is August was November. So, um, November 9th was the day. I was going to be scheduled for surgery. So everything went well. I talked to the fertility specialist um, to see if they wanted me to start the IVF first, just freezing my eggs or um, the egg retrieval. It's a process called egg retrieval, but I'm not going to get all into detail because you, you probably don't understand that and that's fine. Um, or should I just recover? So my surgeon which is my also my OBGYN recommended on her end that I recover first and so the fertility specialist in New York wanted to know what their thought process was and she said well if that's what she want, wants you to do um, then you should probably do that but you can you can start the treatment um, two days I mean two days two months um, after your um, surgery so I went with my OBGYN because that's probably was the smartest thing to do. Had my surgery <coughs> November 7th. Um, I was a nervous wreck um, the whole time thinking about I'm going to get surgery. I overwhelmed myself watching YouTube videos, um, watching everyone go through the same procedure, um, just researching what the procedure was, what does the doctor do. I, I overwhelmed myself with education to the point that my brain was fried. And I say this to say, familiarize yourself with your health concerns, familiarize yourself with symptoms and things that you're diagnosed with. Um, connect with people. I, I decided to get with people in groups, um, leave comments, get some answers, really look to see what other people, women were, going through and dealing with their recovery just ask as much questions as you can um and talk about it this is not a secret this is not anything to be ashamed about it i have i could care less who knows um because i didn't know anything about it and i wish that i had someone to talk to about it because i didn't know what the heck was going on in my life or my body with with these creatures so um i just knew i was going to document everything i just knew that I, I had to share this um, so you know as you're waiting for the surgery to happen your thought process starts to get different and you you just come to a point with all the pain that these fibers are causing you and the life changes that it's it's having you stuck in that you just want to do it like that's where I was I'm like you know what I I can't I can't deal with these things anymore um it, it messes up your your mental like 
emotionally, physically, you're you're in a different place, you know, and you have a partner that is trying to figure out well, what is going on. Like, can we be intimate? Well, no, we can't be intimate right now because these things hurt inside my, you know, vagina. They they are just like annoying me, and then I'm afraid that you're gonna just gonna just you know erupt one, and it's painful. And for you know to be with someone that doesn't understand because they have no idea they don't know what your body's feeling can cause a rift in the relationship your relationship too so it's best to educate people and speak up and and, and talk about it and, and not only that fix the issue so i just became strong with it all i just became like i'm doing this i i i'm not afraid of this this i i want to feel better i feel terrible um, I can't even wear anything I want to wear. I just, you know, this is having extra weight on me that I should not have. And I just feel horrible. So by the time the surgery was here, I was so ready. I was just like, it was game on for me. It was game on for me. I felt so confident that I was doing this. And um, I did it. I did it and it was the best decision ever. I got those things out. Um, I believe I have four. I had one that was the size of a cantaloupe and others were, I would say they were like golf ball sizes, nothing too crazy, but that one that was the size of a cantaloupe, that was the one that I felt that was shifting because it would bulge out of my stomach. So when, when I saw that one, I'm like, that's the one that was giving me that, that those pains, you know, like you, you're the evil devil that was, that was messing up my body. You, I hate you. I hate you. Um, so uh, I have pictures and stuff of it, and like I said, everything is documented on my YouTube channel, Glitterbus Info. Just put um, my name. You put Glitterbus Info as a username and my amectomy, and you will see my two weeks process of it, the struggles, everything. I I did not hold back because why? Um, it it it's it's life it happened emotionally i i felt like crap i looked like crap on the video um i was walking like as if i did not know how to walk um after surgery because your body has been through something tremendous and you're trying to repair it to get it back to its normal state and um that's what you have to do after surgery uh surgery like i said went well i was in the hospital for a day and a half um, and your recovery starts there in the hospital. Your recovery starts right there, making sure you can get up and walk, making sure you can get up and move around because you have to get back walking again. And let me tell you, it's going to hurt. Um, your back's going to hurt. Down there is going to hurt. The incision's going to hurt. Everything's going to hurt. But each day, the pain is less. And if your pain gets worse, you will have morphine, as recommended, they only give you a certain period to use it. And then you have, I believe, ibuprofen that you can take, uh, I think, once every five hours or so or every six hours. Um, um, so you, you have the medication to help with. It's just doing the work. You know, you have to be able to get up. I made sure I walked around. Recovery time for me was two weeks. So, yes, I was home for two weeks. I did get out because... Um, I had my parents and I had my uh, my partner who was able to, you know, drive me places just to get some air, just to not so much go and walk into a store because you will not be able to do that. 
Um, I tried. I would not recommend it. I tried it a week after surgery. I wanted to get um, a book to read. And I decided to go to Barnes & Noble's because I was determined to walk. And uh, I had a, um, not a wheelchair, a walker that my grandma had. And I used that, but I didn't want to use it in Barnes & Noble's. I felt so self-conscious, like, I don't want to be walking with this thing. They're looking at me like I'm handicapped or something. And your, your mind starts thinking about the real people who are handicapped and who are in a wheelchair and who can't physically do things. So being physically disabled to move made me more aware about those people. And now I'm, I'm more aware to their needs. I can pay attention a little bit more because when I had this little disabled mobility, no one knew around me what was going like people in the store and I felt like oh my god I don't want them to hit me I don't want to oh my god they don't even know I'm going through I had to move slow it was just there's no self-awareness their conscious is not on it their conscious is getting the item they're there to purchase you know what's going on with their lives they're laughing there whatever it is there there's no awareness there's no presence and it allowed me to be more aware of people um, around me that can't do it for themselves in, in lending a helping hand because I was in that spot and I didn't have any of those people to help me so um, it, it makes you feel feel alone so uh, the recovery period was two weeks like I said I did try to go out um, after the second week I was able to drive very very slow take you take your time and you have to give yourself rest you have to give yourself breaks now if you have a nine to five job which I have my own business and um, a lot of stuff I do online so I don't really have to um, be to work like on the go like that like nine to five so uh, if you do have a nine to five job and if it's a sitting job you will be okay if it's a constant moving job you, you it says two weeks recovery but you, you may want to add on an extra week because I would say by the fourth week I felt good like by the fourth week I felt good good enough that I could even take an exercise dance class and the class that I signed up for was intense I didn't I some some of the moves I didn't do because it was like okay I can't do that but um it was intense so four weeks is really when you're you're definitely 100% improving by the six week I was already had improved by the six week it was just it, it was it was nothing I, I felt amazing um, I still keep the same diet uh, yes do I cheat here or there I I, I, I have cheated um, and I could truly say that um, I know the difference when I cheat it, it's good to have it if you have it a stressful day or now that I'm going through the fertility process and it's a lot and I kind of like you know what I had a rough day I'm gonna get me a freaking Philly cheesesteak sandwich and I don't really care and it's so good and delicious and I'm I feel confident about it and then you know later in the day or the next day I'm like all right I don't know about that uh, it, I, I didn't feel anything and then I'm like well a couple of days later well, maybe I'll have a, another one of those Philly cheese sticks true story literally happened and sure enough 
by the second one i was hurting so um i guess god's like okay well we'll allow you to have the treat but don't fall back in the trap of red meat you're you're falling back in the trap you're falling back in the trap of pain and you know those fibroids could actually grow back um i've read up on people who said their fibroids grew back right after the surgery now i don't know if they were changing their their diet and exercising and changing their lifestyle i have no idea i can't say but they grew back i just had an ultrasound mine has not grown back grown back at all they're they're not there and i am doing something right so that's why i say eating red meat is a culprit changing your your, your lifestyle your diet i don't drink soda i'm really limited to water um seltzer i don't even have juice i cut that out um once in a while I may have cranberry juice you know just because you want some little sweetness but other than that uh now i eat a lot of shrimp salad kale some anchovies now even to um for the fertility i'm just eating that as well that's on my diet so it's all about changing your diet um fibroids are a serious issue um if you have them really consider getting them removed because it's only going to get worse and um it if if i everyone asks me should they do it should they do it i and i say to them for me it worked you know everyone's body's different everyone some people could have have um fibroids that are not as enlarged as mine but um you could have their surgery that's not as intense and that's great you will know when surgery is best for you when you're tired of having long periods you're tired of being in the bathroom on the floor cramping you're tired of not wanting to be intimate with your partner because of pain and non-enjoyment or not interest and um you're going to get tired of having extra bulge in your stomach and when summertime comes or when you want to wear outfit for a special occasion you can't because you have extra lub underneath you that should not be there and it's because the fibroids are growing and probably creating more and more fibroids each day you will decide that you want to do surgery when you've eaten food that causes you to even be sick and causes more pain you you have to be in so much pain to realize it's time you have to decide that your body will t- let you know when you can't take it anymore you will decide when they tell you that you will not be able to be a mom because these fibroids are growing they're blocking your fallopian tubes and you will not be able to have a baby so you will decide when it gets so bad that they say the only option is a hysterectomy so you know the, the those things are going to be drastic and that's when you're going to decide that you know what it's time that I do something about it because that's how I had to learn and um it's a shame that that's how we have to learn but you have to go by your own risk your own um thoughts and people could tell you and guide you here and there just to be like whispers in your ear but the ultimate you're the voice of yourself so um I would totally recommend surgery to anyone that that is dealing with all those um symptoms cuz I feel amazing. I like I I feel like a new woman. I feel like I have a new body. I feel so strong as a person who's gone through that that I definitely feel that I could do anything. 
um, my scar is healing well. Um, right after my six weeks um, of recovery, I was wearing crop tops because I didn't care. I, my stomach was flat again and it was freaking February. And my doctor who did the surgery, she said, oh my God, you're wearing, um, you're wearing crop tops. I said, listen, you guys helped me out and I don't have that bulge anymore. I want to show my stomach off. I do not care. Like, I'm so happy that those things are gone, that I'm going to be wearing tops that are going to show my flat stomach now. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to be hiding my body um, now that these things are gone. So when you get the confidence, you will do it. And um, I hope you learned something. And again, like I said, not, and not to make this a marketing thing, but if you, if you truly want to know, um, about the process i you can look at youtube glitter buzz info there are a lot of groups on facebook that i am in where people are deciding people are talking about their symptoms um i can't look at it on my phone right now but please um look up fibroid groups and join these groups so you can have a support system because you need to um, I'm such an advocate for it now. Like I share anything that has to do with fibroids. I share with women and I have so many of them reaching out to me on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on YouTube. And it's so amazing. So, um, reach out. I will be happy to answer any questions. If you're going through surgery, I've talked with people before the surgery. I talk with people after the surgery and during their recovery, just to keep an eye on them and make sure that they're okay because they 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 don't have people that know what we're going through. So it's like you're become little buddies. So um, I leave you guys with that information and um, just decide on if you want to be healthy and, and live a healthy lifestyle. Um, this is Chastity's vibes. I'm Chastity Palmer Davis, and I hope whoever's listening, you have an amazing day. Stay positive, and things will get better. Until next time.